Are you having a hard time finding a good book to read about Twin Peaks? Did you finish binge-watching Twin Peaks in quarantine, and now you're looking for more? If so, we have the book for you. Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. Based off the popular show from the 1990s, read about the making of each episode from over 100 cast and crew members. This book covers Season 1, Season 2, Firewalk With Me, and Season 3. But wait, there's more! This book has commentary from the community and the host from the wildly popular podcast Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Order now! Supplies are very limited. Only $25.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to bluerosemag.com today. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaska. Beside me is Ben Durant. And we're doing episode 15. Episode 15. The episode after we found out who killed Laura Palmer. Oh, man. Are you, are, you, are you still in shock over that episode? I still think about that episode. I'm still thinking about it You still think it maybe today. it's Ben? <laughs> ah, I have, before we get into it, I just have a few things I wanted to get off my chest before... Um, I was thinking about, I, I think it's, I still think it's, I, I still think it's not Leland, it is Bob that's possessing Leland, but, you, you know, last week we were talking and you were saying, you some days you think one person, some days you think the yeah. other. Well, I had that day when I was thinking about it. Uh, Leland did kill Jacques in the hospital right. with no remorse. Right. And what would Bob have to, why would Bob care about, uh. I really, but I really think that was Leland yeah. killing Jacques because he thought he really killed his daughter. I think when Bob possesses Leland, he is in a he doesn't know he doesn't have control of his body. He doesn't know what's going on. So I think truly Leland did kill someone. So he should still go to. I mean, I know he went to court and then trial for that. Yeah, but. So I feel like Leland's still a killer, right? And he killed someone without any remorse. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know? it. I'm gonna, we're gonna do an episode in a few weeks about kind of like it's just gonna be an episode talking about the killer, like kind of yeah. like looking back on the killer, and I, I'll I'll have proof that could say that that Bob might have been involved with Jacques Renault Renault's thing. That there's 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 really yeah there's stuff there there's things that happened that could point to a supernatural element to that. Even really because even even right. Leland seems to know he killed Jacques. Right. It's not like when they got him, he never denied it. Right. He was like, "Yeah, I did. I killed him." Yeah. Because I thought it was a killer. Right. So again, I mean, I mean, like, well, so right. It's so it's so complicated because it could go both ways. One way yeah. it could be that um, if we're thinking it's Bob, Bob could could get off on this and be like, "I bet if I put a really sad act on, that they'll oh. uh, they'll they'll feel bad for me and they'll let me go." And and as we see in this episode. Yeah, it, whoever this is is that seems like they're um, invincible. It's like I can do anything yeah. I want because people will feel bad for me. And like, yeah, it, it, yeah. This episode seems to be pushing the line of either Leela and Bob can get away with and stuff. And, yes. and so, yeah, I, I don't want to get into it now because okay. I, I feel like when we get to that episode in a few episodes, when we go over it, I like to. I might go into like every episode. Episode one, there were hints about Leland doing this, and I don't know. Maybe I won't get to every episode, yeah. but I feel like there's a few episodes that that you wouldn't see it the first time, maybe. But there were hints about things, and even that Jacques one, there killing Jacques. There were hints that maybe Bob was involved. Possibly. I got you. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, I just wanted to get it off my chest no, before we got awesome. into the show. And but I yeah, think we're yeah, going to have yeah. this discussion. I swear, we're going to have this discussion probably for another year at least, or however long it gets to firewalk with me and we'll get beyond that and i'm sure we'll as long as we're doing this series probably up to the new series we'll be discussing probably we'll, probably yeah yes. and that's what people have been for 25 years we've been discussing you know leland bob who, who killed yeah it's that, a good d- yeah discussion. you don't want to know 
I don't think I would be really disappointed right. if like David Lynch or someone came out and just said, "Well, this was it." Yeah, that would take the fun out of it. And I think we talked about last week. A lot of it is kind of like it's almost like your brain doesn't want to think that um, a dad mm-hmm. could really do that to his own daughter and yeah, stuff. And I, I think, think that's. I mean, so, so sometimes those days where I'm like, "Oh, this is just too horrific." It's like it's easier to think that some demon or some um, spirit yeah. did these horrible acts than thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. And uh, I have one more thing. I guess okay, one more thing before we get into our normal show, just to go back to this cuz I'm still thinking about it. So I looked up the white horse. Okay. And now I um the white horse showed up when Laura died. The white ho- horse showed up when Maddie died. And I guess the the white horse so shows up in firewalks with me. But that's all I know. I just know it okay. shows up in three times. Well, I don't know anything about uh, wh- where did you come up with Laura. That's what I read. Okay. Is that something I don't? I should not know yet. Maybe or, not. Yeah. Yeah, but but I read it and like it's not like it's spoiling anything for me. But it said like their their theory. Hold on, I have to bring it up. The theory was well. While you're looking up that theory, so my theory was it was that it was the pale white horse, and I, I think it might be Revelations that it the, it represents death. The pale horse, yeah, and the pale horse of death. You're absolutely right. One of the four horsemen of the apocalypse from the Bible, and then I don't know because we watched that episode together. Yeah. The you log, didn't take notes. You didn't take any notes. Yeah, you just got you, to enjoy that. Yeah. The Log Lady's intro to episode 2-6, which would have been that episode. 14, yeah. 14. Yeah. And we didn't watch the Log Lady intros because we watched it on Netflix. Features a poem along these lines. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. A poem as lovely as a tree, as the night wind blows, the bots move to and fro, the rustling, the magic... Wrestling that brings on the dark dream, the dream of suffering and pain, pain for the victim, pain for the inflictor of pain, a circle of pain, a circle of suffering, woe to the ones who behold the pale horse. Wow. So, woe to the yeah. pale horse. And if I saw the log, because I pay attention to the log lady, right. and I heard that, and I'm like, there's the horse. Right. Um, what do you, what do you make of the log lady? What what she has to say? Like it, it it sounds to me pain for the victim, pain for the inflictor of pain, um, a circle of pain, mm. a circling of suffering. So it's it's painful for Leland to be doing this mm. because I don't think it's really him. It's Bob, but it's still maybe the same person, and it's painful for him. Obviously, painful for the person being killed. Right, and then uh, Laura is laying on the ground. So even it's painful for her. And a lot of people think, I guess she might, Leland drugs her. Yeah, I didn't want to say it there, but I, I thought we'd get it, uh, get to it. But yeah, I think, right, dr- you say what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, he drugs her so that way she doesn't know what's going on. And then when she passes right. out, he can kind of do what he wants to do. Yeah, because you were saying last week, maybe she he, he yeah, punched I her in the stomach <laughs> or something. I was like, I'm going to let Brian just say that. Because I mean, I figure sometimes I don't say anything because I want to get to an episode where I think, that, I mean, at some point they will yeah. say that, that she was drugged and stuff like that. that and I think, it re- I think it'll come up again in, in other places that she, he finds ways to drug her and stuff but mm, yeah i mean you could look at yeah you could also look at i mean yeah we'll get there sometime but you there's a lot more question about the mother and did, did she always know or did she not know and, and it kind of goes to this environment of this house in some ways that like you know if if we yeah, look at yeah. it as as leland it was always leland you know abusing his daughter did his the mother look away and not see this but we have the drug, so maybe she never was aware because she was always getting drugs. She was drugged. passed out, and right. she had no idea. Yeah, right. yeah. But still, that whole that whole scene where she's she's saying Leland, and she's going down the stairs and stuff. Is she saying Leland because I don't feel well, I'm sick, or is it Leland? I know you're about to do something really bad. Like, mm. Mm. yeah, but I feel like if she when she came out of it, she would know. Hey, Leland did something bad, but she doesn't. Like when Laura died, she she was yeah. she wasn't pointing a finger at her husband. I kind of feel like if she knew at that point, she'd be like, it's him. Yeah. But maybe she just doesn't I, know. Right. I mean, yeah. I wonder if yeah, I, I wonder if she knew some bad things 
looked the other way and never thought it could get to the extreme that it's gone to. But mm. yeah, let's we'll revisit that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, so it's interesting stuff, and I felt like kind of safe. I can go into the world of the internet and look things yeah. up. Yeah, I still worry. I still hope we don't get into the end of the no, series. No, I, I, I played a... safe. Okay, I played safe. <laughs> I have the safe feature of my computer. Do not look up the finale. It, 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 it filters anything that it reveals a mystery yeah. part of it. So yeah, yeah. At the same time, yeah, I hope you don't. But at the same time, there's nothing like experiencing Twin Peaks. Like out of all the spoilers, there's nothing. Mm. You can't beat the actual experiences of of watching it and stuff. So yeah, if any, that was ruined for me, yeah. I would. I wouldn't have had that reaction. Right. I'm glad it wasn't ruined for me. And I still I, can't believe where you're you're posting a happy Father's Day with picture of Leland <laughs> looking in the mirror. I'm like, he, he, you know, he must know. He must know by with all these different pictures and sometimes yeah, pictures but, with with Bob and Leland next to each other. Well, and, you know what though, I I've seen pictures, but I don't know what the context is. Right. So I don't know. So it could just be. Uh, we've talked about uh, one theory was you thought maybe Bob was haunting the the Palmer's house and stuff. Yeah, too, yeah, and, and I also feel like since he saw him as a kid right. he could have been a spirit maybe yeah maybe bob has been living in leland the entire time so technically it really is leland in this bad side of him it mm. just and but mike the mystery of twin peaks is that mike's looking for him so that gives you that he's a spirit he's a spirit of some right. sort so it, it's not like he's not been looking for leland he's looking for bob so right leland has been possessed by this person for who knows how long yeah so right, that's, I, I think in the I think in the last episode, it might have said forty years. Forty years. I th- forty years. Okay, so maybe. So technically, possibly, yeah. It is Bob that's doing these dastardly deeds, but it's Leland's body. So technically, it's Leland doing it. Yeah. I know. I, I know. You know. I always play devil's advocate. I, <laughs> you have a I, smile I, on your I, face. Too. I, no, I'll say. I'll say that I want. I I believe in the whole spiritual stuff. I mean, spirit, mystical. Bob is, is yeah, the yeah. bad guy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and separate. Yeah. But I like to also play the other side and say to you, it, Leland. It could be Leland the whole time. Uh, you could look at it both ways. You I see. I but, yeah. I have a hard time looking at it that way only because Mike exists and Mike's looking for him. Right. And the whole arm thing. You know, like if you took that out of the equation. I, I, I get it, right. but because we have someone that's looking for his yeah. spirit, and he, he cut his arm off because he didn't want to be possessed. Like, yeah. To me, that gives you it, that extra, like, right. what's going on here? Another way I guess I look at it is Mark Frost and David Lynch are telling a story, and they're really telling a story about uh, about incest and yeah. about yeah. how horrible, you know, this, this, this town was shaken up over. Yeah. And we're covering it up with... Uh, spooky stories of uh, demons and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> anyways, look, what, what, what we, we got to get going. I know we gotta got to hop in the show. We okay, got all right, to talk about. So we right. are on episode fifteen. <laughs> we forgot. Yeah, I know so what episode are we on? Episode 15. fifteen. This is written by Scott Frost. This is Mark Frost's brother. Scott wow. Frost was the one that did the Diane tapes. He did all the 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 scripts for the Diane tapes. And uh, this is directed by Caleb D- Deschanel. He's been on it. Be- I mean, he's done directed before. Is that Zoe Deschanel's dad? Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you, you told me that. Before. I did share that with you, and uh, I can't remember the other one from uh, uh, from Bones. There, there's the, the there's the other sister. Okay. And then um, Donna Hayward's mother, the actress, is really the the mother, the wife of uh, Caleb. Yep. And mother. Of the girls. All right, this aired on November 17th, 1990. The ratings were 8.2 and it placed 69. So it's getting worse again. I think no. it was in the 50s last week. That's why it's like, it's sad when you, you can really enjoy this show and it's so good and yet, like, most of the country is not even paying attention anymore. It's it's kind of too bad. But it makes you feel like it's, it's your, spe- your secret, your special little, uh, the only thing you know about, you know? So I kind of I kind of like that. Yeah, it is really special, and it, it is kind of become a, a, a cult following. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. I think it's going to be amazing when it comes back. I think it's going to do really well. Can't wait for season three. So we yeah. are, we are now in the Palmer house, and and Leland is playing golf. Oh, and so the log lady for this episode. Yes, I did watch the log lady for this episode. Uh, she talks about balance. Um, over or under eating, she uses this over or under eating metaphor the entire time, um, and how if you overeat, if you if you're just eating to live, you're fine. Mm. But if you overeat, you're unbalanced. 
And then she talks about the number seven not being a balanced number. <laughs> and I believe that comes into that, that number seven or something comes into play later in the episode. Interesting. Something does. You know, I, what? it's in my notes. I know it's there. I actually, I actually watched the Log Lady. I actually uh, last night I had a. I mean, I've seen this before, but I thought I'd watch yep. it again. And I put the Blu-ray on, and I actually put it with the Log Lady. So I heard this, and I was like, "Yeah, I really need to go on a diet." <laughs> Thinking about myself, so, yeah, I really do eat too much food. Wow, but so the Log Lady's I, giving. She was like speaking to me. She was giving me a through the TV. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah," but uh, but you know, Lynch is very much into numbers. I think I've heard where like he'll mm. be driving and he'll see a license plate and he'll think that's bad numbers and he'll like change his driving pattern or something to get to work. Or he, I mean, I think she's he's superstitious. He's very. Su- I think he is pretty superstitious. But it's funny because I always thought of seven as a lucky number. Yeah. And I think of like six for some reason as a, a not a good number and stuff. Yep. Maybe like yeah, seven. But seven is an uneven number. That's true. So I guess that's, that's what they're going for. Right, for the be- so it's not balanced, but that's yeah. interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting, definitely. So this is the uh, the day after the killing of Maddie, and we are now in the Palmer house, and Leland is playing, playing golf in the living room. And I was thinking, is, you know, Bob has to be out of him now. Maybe he, you know, he killed, so I'm not, at this point, I'm thinking, Bob's gone. He killed Maddie, but come to find out, Bob is still in him. But also, there's a very cockiness about Leland now. Yeah. He's not, like, before he went super crying, which right. that could have been really, that could have been the real Leland. Right. And then when his hair went white, that could have been when Bob took over hmm. 100%. Is that ever a theory? I've never heard of that theory. That's a good, that could because be a cool theory. why did his hair go white and he became super happy? Right. Yeah, we know he killed Jacques, but maybe that's when Bob fully took over him. Interesting. You know, maybe Bob's just part of him now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's killed two people in a month. I mean, like, I always thought that he probably didn't kill as many people as well, three. often. Laura, Jacques, and Maddie. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't think about Jacques, but you're right. So, yeah. So he seems like he's just getting away with it, and uh, he's got it all so figured that's, out. Yeah, that's why he's being cocky. Right. Like, um... I'm invincible. I was thinking of like I think it's Saturday Night Live with uh with Clinton is like I am bulletproof. Yeah, <laughs> that is so Leland. Oh. Um. So then I was thinking, you know, has been Bob been him since a child, but we we forty years he's been in him yeah. for for forty years. Yeah, I always kind of think. I mean, when I watched this, I thought maybe it was it turned on and turned off, but it's hard. He could have Bob could have taken over now completely. Maybe the white hair. Maybe yeah, it's the white hair. Like it took over him and it shocked his body. Maybe because nobody ever talked about why he just went platinum one day. Right, he went to Silver to... Fox. Yeah, I can't remember if Doctor Haywood had anything to say about that, but I thought it was the stress. And, you know, of having to, uh, losing a, a, a daughter and stuff. Yeah. But. So. <laughs> oh, and then the golf bag. I love the fact that he fit Maddie's body oh, in a man. golf bag. He, he he cleans up really good. I mean, there's no blood on the uh, on the carpet and. Uh, yeah, it it's so funny how. Yeah, he fits his whole body, her whole body in a golf bag, and he puts one golf club in there yep and he's gonna go golfing <laughs> and oh god oh no but, okay so after leland goes golfing and everything ben and jerry are back together which is kind of cool to see him back together yeah that uh jerry's gonna be his lawyer right his lawyer and there's no real evidence of ben horn being the killer there's actually no hard evidence at all Hmm. I'm trying I, to think. I, I don't Wait, think we there have is. the diary that seems to say that Laura says, "I, I, I uh, one of these days I'm going to tell about uh, Ben Horn." But, and we know, yeah. we know through Audrey. Audrey found out that he did have sex with her, and that she was at um, at One Eye Jacks. And um, but there's no like evidence of killing. So I right, mean, we don't have the weapon that that he yeah, used or his fingerprints nothing. or yeah. There's nothing. But it's actually kind of cool to see these two back together. I kind of I rather enjoyed it this time around. It yeah, maybe because they're not talking about burning down the sawmill and eating cheese. Maybe right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's... The interesting thing about this episode is you kind of see them as humans. I mean, yeah. we're gonna get to the scene where they're kind of like bunk beds and they're kind of remembering 
Um, oh. This girl that they liked when they were... I think... I'm guessing it was their babysitter and stuff. But no, it's like, it was Laura. No, it definitely wasn't Laura. I, it was... I thought it was they, Laura. They show pictures of when they were... They show video when they were kids and stuff. I mean, there's there's a flashback to them like... Oh, yeah. It couldn't be Laura because Laura would be... Laura's only 18. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think she would be born when they were kids and stuff. So it's really... I think it was their babysitter. Oh, is that who it was? I'm guessing. It I mean... so weird. It was such an yeah. odd... The funny thing is, is that do. like that wasn't in the script, and the director, I think he actually I talked to to Lynch about this, that he wanted to use flashlights and do this whole little dance thing, and I think Lynch was cool with it and stuff. But it wasn't part of the script. He just said, "This is something I just want to do and stuff." And it, <laughs> I mean, this they're doing da- weird, strange dancing all the time. But, yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, I, for some reason I wrote down Laura flashlight dance, but you're right. It couldn't have been Laura. Right. Unless they're pretending it's Laura, but it's not. Yeah. In this show, I constantly forget the kids are not adults because the kids seem like adults. So I, I right. kind of like, you almost forget how old they are, you know? But it's true. I do. I do all the time. So it's not Laura. It's her babysitter. I, I, or some I Something like that, yeah. We'll, we'll have to do some a, a tiny piece of the scene when they get to that point maybe or... Yeah, it's it's very odd. It was interesting to say the least. Um, but basically, you know, Ben and Jerry, you know, Jerry's like, you know, he can help him out. But I think he comes to the conclusion that he might not be the best. Oh, bring, bring up some audio for a second. First room, Ben. Knee on the top bunk, and you on the bottom bunk. Louise Dombrowski dancing on the hook rug with a flashlight. Louise. It looked like Laura. She's kind Actually, of... I thought it looked like Audrey. Yeah. It, I bet you anything, it's like one of the actresses. They just. Yeah, it might be. I don't. I don't have any any background on on who it really was. Kind of looks like the sprocket dance from Shine It Live and Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> like the dance looks so corny. Yeah, and so there's there's a young Jerry and Ben just watching on the bunk. Yeah. The dancing. The dancing and. It, it, yeah, it's so, it's so odd. It's interesting lit because you don't really see the face of the girl. It's all like in a silhouette, but it's the it's the flashlight that's really the, showing the motion and yeah. It's very it's it's but it's, it's like I mean yeah I mean I think it it gives them a human I mean so is this one of those times where it's not, they're not scheming they're doing yeah. something mean they're just talking about how I mean, it's almost like they're maybe one of their first crushes I mean they were young then and so maybe yeah. they kind of. I don't think it was even a sexual thing. It was just something like, oh, remember that girl? Wasn't she sweet? Yeah, she danced for us. <laughs> and, and one of them was dressed in a suit. He's I got think that's a tie. Ben. That's Ben. He's got, he's got a tie in a oh, suit. Uh, they're, they're dressed very well for uh, children. Well, I mean, I think, I, I think there's some background somewhere where even Ben's father did really well and stuff. Like, he, I think, well, Ben's father owned... The Great Northern originally, and okay, stuff. so I think they're still, but they've been wealthy for a long time. So I'm sure they were, you know, yeah, <laughs> their yeah. parents were like, "You're gonna wear suits even, even at eight years old or something." <laughs> While you're playing, were, yeah. So Lucy's sister oh, comes God, back with Gwen. Them. Yeah. Now is that Patricia Arquette? Now who is that? No, I can't remember who that is. I've actually seen her even recently. She's been in stuff, but I can't remember the actress's name. Is Patricia Arquette in the show? No, she's what? in Lost Highway, which is David That's Lynch's what I was uh, film. Okay. Which I, it was one of my my favorite David Lynch. We're films. gonna have to do that. We'll have to do it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, but um, and she's kind of. <laughs> I know uh, she she's annoying. She's annoying. It's yeah. Because sometimes Lucy borders on being annoying, but this girl takes it to a whole, whole new, new level. level. And I think she's meant to be annoying. I mean, I think Andy is annoyed with her even. So I don't. Yes. I think, they both are. Yeah. They tell her to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Um. And all right. So we have Cooper. Yep. He's given Diane an update on uh, the investigation. Yeah, which was so cool to hear, hear Diane again. Right. To hear Diane tapes. To talk to himself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I miss it. I really I do it. think he has a secretary. I do. I think he has. Oh, and now they're watching uh, Leland dancing. Fred Astaire. Oh, so I wrote my... Yeah, he's he's singing and dancing. I wrote, Leland has gone mad. Bob has him. What if Bob has always been him? Mm-hmm. See, that's what, you know, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's me. Bob could just represent um, the topic of... Borderline personalities, uh, split personality. Yeah, you know, sure. People have split personalities. Um, 
But that, yeah, so uh, they're, they're they're concerned that they that he does not know that Ben has been arrested, and yeah. so it's like, oh, we're gonna have to. He seems so happy, and now we're gonna have to break the news that Ben is. Uh, you want to bring up some audio? Yeah, yeah I know did, we just did, but maybe. Just call me Fred. <laughs> just call me Fred. Leland, I'm sorry. We didn't want you to hear it from anyone else. We've arrested Ben Horn for Laura's murder. Huh? He hasn't been charged, but we're holding him. Ben? That's right. <laughs> oh, there must be some mistake, Harry. <laughs> ben? It, it it gets creepy. This it, is when I start liking it. Too. Oh yeah, this is what I like. I mean, Ray Wise, who you know, the actor who plays Leland, is amazing in this episode because he you see him go from happy yes. to uh, distraught to sad to uh, <laughs> laughing and be, you know being evil, and it's yeah. it's quite amazing part. And then when he walks away, he he walks away, and like you could hear him. And you think he's crying, yeah. but he's laughing he's badly. Laughing, yeah, he's like, I'm getting away with this. And Cooper sees him. And, and Cooper seems very uneasy the yeah, he, whole time. He's kind of eyeing him. Like, he he's knows a strong sender. Something, <laughs> something's up with him, yeah. and he can't put his finger on it. And it just doesn't, you know, he doesn't feel like this is right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so going to okay. bring it up just to hear. <laughs> and then, yeah, he starts... I'm like, I'm getting away with this. Yeah, like, he's evil. Harry, I'll catch up with you. It's almost like he's like the Joker, you know? Yeah. He, he, and the emotions are just switching, so it's almost that a manic, depressive kind of what's, person. What's interesting about this episode is that, like, for the first time, we're one up on Cooper. Like, you know, Cooper always seems to just have everything put together. And for, yeah. as the audience, we know something he doesn't know, that this is the, the murder, kill- the yeah, killer. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of... The downside is it makes Cooper seem like he's either stupid or not quite as smart as us in some ways because we know. Well, I feel like also Cooper, there was a point in time where Cooper felt like you knew he knew too much too hmm. quickly. Yeah. And sometimes I kind of felt like that was unbelievable. Yeah. But him now trying to figure out we got the wrong, but he thinks they got the right guy. Yeah. But he's also, I mean, Leland is the least, the last person they would think of. Yeah. Why the would you la- ever, I mean, yeah. like... Is the father of the daughter? I mean, of exactly. his daughter that murdered. Yeah, you wouldn't think that. So I mean, Cooper not knowing doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but it does seem like he knows something's up. And I like how Leland, after everybody leaves, he looks and he does like this little dance, this little shimmy. <laughs> like it's so bizarre, but right. I, I I love it. It was quite interesting. <laughs> Too funny. That's great. Oh, and. What did I write? Okay, Laura's. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but like Laura's diary exposing Ben. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it would be exposing that Ben had sex with her. Right. That would probably be the extent of it. I mean. Yeah, and I mean, there was dialogue basically saying, um, "What does it say?" Basically, he says, "I know something about Ben that other people don't know, and if I told, you know." Yeah. Yeah, you know. And they prick his finger for blood, and I think they say, "To see Laura, Laura's blood is on you, or something weird." They, they say they, it they have weirdly. a weird dialogue, but I, I. So in the first season, I think that they found O negative blood around uh, down the scene of the murder that was not Laura's and stuff. So they oh. know the blood. They they figured if the blood matches the killer's blood, that they might have it just figured okay. out. The problem is, is. Unfortunately, I think the the whole thing gets messed up, and I don't know if Jacques did have O negative, and it was just it became convoluted, and so I don't even know if you want to base it on the blood because I think the, at least Jacques did, and a couple other people probably did have O negative, but I, I don't even know if that tells you anything. I could have O negative, that doesn't mean I'm the killer, so I don't know yes. how helpful that was, but but DNA. But back the then, DNA, but yeah, I don't know, they, 1990, I don't know. What, yeah, I don't or, think, this is actually technically this is in 1989. The show was in 1990. But the the setting of the show takes place in 1989. So yeah, maybe DNA. He'd be in jail for a good ten years before they figured out <laughs> DNA. Um, but I think he I think he's worried because there is enough evidence that he does a lot of bad things and like yeah he's a bad guy he's that, a bad no guy doubt, so no like the town might just lynch him over uh, over all the other things he's done even if he yeah. wasn't really the killer. Yeah, I think he's screwed either way. Um, but you know, fraud. Money laundering, right. tax fraud, 
burning down buildings. Whorehouse or something. Yeah, like whore, yeah. <laughs> but that's in Canada. So I don't really know yeah, if they I mean, can do anything. Maybe. maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know either. But I uh, mean, the thing is, he's taking. I mean, I, he's he's taking underage uh, girls from his department store oh, to Canada. He's farming girls yeah, to go over there to right. be. So his... I feel like you, there must be some way you could get in trouble over that. I mean, actually, it's co- they're technically kidnapping because you're bringing. Well, they're, no, they're eighteen, aren't they? I don't know if they're all 18. I don't think Laura was 18. Okay. Well, because then it would be kidnapping if you bring over a minor and over, especially the border. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? What's, this man is screwed. I also love the scene where, where they basically t- tell Jerry Horn, you came, you were last in your class for, for yes. law. You, I think he yes. failed three times the bar. It's like you, you were not a good lawyer for, for Ben and stuff. And he basically does shut up. He basically yep. sits down and be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you. Yeah. I, he's like, uh, as your friend and your brother, uh, I am not the man for the job. Yeah. Um. Also, we have the Bobby and Shelly story. Bobby going going to blackmail Ben Horn with a tape. The tape that he found in the shoe right. was actually a, the tape that Leo had. Basically, yeah. the, the ben, ben, ben Horn and him are, uh, and yes. Leo are having a conversation about burning the mill. And Leo had taped it. Right. So maybe he was thinking of blackmailing yes, him. To yeah. get his money back, to get right. money out of him. So now I think Bobby wants to do that. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know what's funny? I think Shelly and Bobby are both really turned on in the fact of getting money from someone. Because when they don't have money, they absolutely hate each other. Aww. They hate life. But as soon as there's like there's there's talk of money, they're they're all over each other. They're ready to go. Yeah. And the fact that she that like she has food all over over <laughs> herself and um Leo is in there in a coma. How did he throw the food at her? He must have thrown. I, know, I don't he spit even it know. out. I think he, he was spitting in another episode. That's pretty far and stuff. Or, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. They're kind of, they're playing house in, in some ways. Bobby is supposed to be the dad, and she, he, yeah. she's the mom, and Leo he is, is the, the kid. kid. But uh, yeah, and and I think in the real world, I mean, like they they are. I think they're technically high school students, even though Shelley is no longer in high school. They're so they're they're kind of all of a sudden faced with the real world. And they have to pay for bills, and you don't. I mean, you yeah, don't. You yeah. know, life isn't probably as good as you think it is once you, you know, but ha- have to wait, take care. of... she was married to Leo. How, right. She she has to be out of high school by now. Um. Well, I mean, I think I, I think she dropped out, so I don't know. Oh, she dropped out. I, I feel like she maybe she's a year after high school, or I feel like she's technically supposed to be around the high school age. If you remember last episode, I think it was Nadine say, "Are we in high school together?" Oh. And Shelly's like, "I don't think so," but I think I think she's probably only maybe a year after high school. Okay. She's still young enough that. So we meet a, a Norma's mom. Oh God, another <laughs> subplot. It was like more characters. Yes. I yes. was like, I say the same thing. Oh God, what yeah. is this? And then not only we get to meet Norma's mom, we get to meet Norma's convict husband, new husband, who, uh, I, I'm. We're just gonna let's just glaze over yeah, let's this just glaze over it. Basically, <laughs> he is an old friend of Norma's husband, uh, Hank. Hank. Yep. He was in the clink with him, and he's trying to change his ways, but technically he's. He's placing money on sporting events. He's yeah. gambling her money, right? Because she's rich. In the thousand on Houston, she sees a paper, so she knows. Oh, the guy's a little off. Yeah, but yeah, you kind of find out that whole stuff, and you're like, oh boy. Right. More, so now more we're back stuff. in the Great Northern, and uh, uh, Mike, the uh, one our man, his stump is. is you want to bring moving? up the auto? Maybe we'll just see what he's doing here. So the so the nurse leaves the room and he asks for a glass of water, and you know the, the there's a guard there, and when we come back we see an open window and Mike is gone. Well, no, Mike hits him over the head. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, and then he apologizes. Okay. So unlike Leland being possessed, yes, his possession. But he still goes towards the window, and then all yeah. of a sudden you come back and He's there's gone. nobody there. What did you, did you make anything of that? What was did you have any thoughts about that? Oh, I just think he jumped out the window. Is that all you thought? Okay. Yeah, I didn't really think anything much more. I'm. Tr- <laughs> I have thoughts about it. You do. What I do you do? do? What? 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 You think? I mean, it was a quick jump. If right. you Think about it. I yeah. Mean, for a one-armed guy, he moved 
pretty briskly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll just throw out my theory. We, we haven't talked about it much, and I don't know if, if it would become clearer in the series goes on. But I, when I saw this, at, you know, when I was uh, 15 years old, I actually thought he turned into an owl and flew out the window. That's interesting. <laughs> Brian doesn't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy Brian it, but that would go with the whole owl theme. Right, and the owls and maybe the spirits. So, yeah, so you, you yeah. don't buy it. That sounds too crazy for you. Well, nothing's think. crazy in this show. So oh. I, I guess yeah, I, mean, I didn't th- think th- anything no, of it, but. Right, there's no, there's no proof on has that. Has anybody else thought of that theory? I don't know. I just thought it was. Okay, well, I, don't I, don't think, I like I don't, that. I haven't heard anybody say it, but it just seemed makes sense to it me. It does. Maybe. No, it doesn't. You don't think it does. <laughs> well, I mean. I didn't think about it. People but. Are, yeah, I, I, people who are listening right now, I want to, I want to hear your your opinion on this. Do you yeah, think yeah. he turned into an owl and flew out the window, or do you think he jumped out the window? I really would love to hear. Like, if people want to, like, you know, Facebook message us or or, or email us or Twitter or yeah, Facebook, yeah. yeah anything. I, I really want to hear what people think because I thought it seemed obvious that maybe he was an owl, turned into an owl and escaped. He, he would he be a one winged owl? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I mean, I, I don't think know. About that, no. He could have one wing. I mean, but I like that theory. It's a good theory. But I'm I'm sure, well, yeah. I did want to say one thing though. Norma's mom and her her husband. It's interesting how they're going on a honeymoon at Twin Peaks. Why did they pick Twin Peaks to go on their honeymoon? Right. I get. I mean, I'm guessing that she wanted to spend some time with her daughter on their honeymoon. <laughs> You know, Twin Peaks is the greatest place you could ever it's go like to. It's like Disneyland. I mean, they have a, yeah, really, they have, a, <laughs> they have scenery. You can go fishing. You have uh, drama. <laughs> you have they have, and you they have, have murders, owls yeah, and murderers. Have owls. Yeah, plenty of owls. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. That's um, a good point. Yeah. So Mike escapes to find Bob, and he turns into an owl, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. He could. Um, also, we find out that Josie's gone. Yeah, so we saw in the last episode, Josie kind of left, and, and Harry was begging her to stay. Don't go! Yeah. And, and wh- yeah, what do you No, uh, Pete confesses his love to, um, to, uh, to, jo- to Harry. Yeah. Harry about how he loved her. Yeah, I think it's a funny kind of, I mean, I don't feel like it's, a, it's not a lust. It's a, it's a like, I think he really admired her, admired yeah. her and he thought he was, she was a wonderful person. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and like they kind of bonded about yeah. it a little bit like you know we can't believe you don't bring up audio again and we'll talk yeah. about this average height medium build ponytail oh that was her cousin jonathan and this is interesting she said it was her assistant mr yeah. lee nobody can really know who nobody right. really knows who this guy was yeah it was his, her lover or controlling it was like it could have been it, it was probably someone from the hong kong mob yep and was controlling something. her yeah but it's interesting. So I mean, now they're they're kind of exchanging stories and realizing that, yeah, she's lying. Somehow she she's lying and stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming she comes back. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they always yeah. come back. They always come back. But you know, it's, it's funny they talk about cousins. So it always makes me think. It's like, but doesn't it look like Laura Palmer? <laughs> That's my cousin. You know, from the the yeah. Red Room and stuff like that. Just anytime they say cousin, it makes me think of uh, the Red Room dream yeah, sequence. That's like, true. That's my cousin. That's. <laughs> Um, oh, I like how we see Lucy f- watering fake plants on the Blu-ray. I was obvious; I knew there were fake plants, and Aww. she's watering them, holding Gwen's baby. That's right. And those are so fake plants; they're not real. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they know they're fake, and she does it anyways. <laughs> hey, Lucy, we need you to do something. Go water those right. fake plants. You're driving me crazy. Stop talking to me. Go water the fake plants. I was looking at the leaves, and they're, like, so pronounced and oh. shiny, and I knew they're fake. Well, you know, back in the 1990, we didn't have HD quality. <laughs> yeah, so so we can get away with fake plants. We didn't plants. have big TVs. And <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Andy, Andy thinks that uh, Lucy had her baby. So that just proves he's not that bright, because she never even showed that she was pregnant. She's she only like, a month. She's not even a I don't even think she's even a month, month it pregnant. It a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like... So Andy thinks his sperm's so super she can put out a baby in less than I'm two weeks. I'm a whole weeks. town. <laughs> I'm a whole town. You had the first, the mayor. He's going to be the mayor of the town. Mm. So this is interesting. I didn't think that um, Pete had it in him, but he's being devious. 
Yeah, I mean, I think so. So Pete's comes to visit Ben Horn at yeah. jail, and he brought a tape recorder of Catherine, and basically wanted to make a deal. To, for her out al- to give the alibi of where he yeah. was the di- for the for money mur- for her property back right basically and and Pete is laughing about this so it cl- to me this scene kind of says Pete's known about the affair between his wife and Ben for a long time she says it in the recording too does she say that she oh, yeah. says we were it felt like a dream when we last saw each other laying in bed together oh yeah, as yeah. lovers and she's talking and it's like her husband's holding the recorder right. and I'm like oh my god so he knows I think so I think he was aware of the affair for a long time and in a way maybe he feels like he, he's gotten vengeance back or that you know yeah finally this person you know is gonna bring brought to justice, justice. some some in some manner yeah but yeah he seems pretty happy and it's just like a different side of Pete um so Kath Catherine's back and it's interesting because the opening credits Catherine's credits are Catherine and Mr. T it's like her name as oh, Mr. Is T there, I didn't know yeah. that Conjamar or whatever it is yeah oh so we have to bring up some audio here this, this is my favorite scene of the whole show oh, yeah. Leland driving all over the world he's on both sides so like, this he's he's clearly possessed by a bad driver <laughs> Uh, now, here's the funny thing. Cooper asked about, like... No, listen, he's whistling the same tune. Tell me that isn't when something. I noticed that, too, when I was watching it. Yeah. I was like, is that the same song? When it sounds like it to me. Yeah. Crazy. He's a strong sender. He can sense it. Yes. Oh, I don't know, but... I, I mean, no, I think that's... It's funny, Cooper says this. I don't think he's seen yeah. Leland yet. No. And then he all of a sudden sees him, so that's funny, too, that, like... It, it's uh, your these are both things I thought when watching this episode was his whistle sounds just like the song and why is he talking about that before and it even happens before it happens and then he goes oh clearly that one failed right and they pull him over they don't know who it is I think does Cooper come back to that later on I or don't is know. that just one of those coincidences that only the audience sees. Yes, I think that's it. That's cool. I, and I think it's an, well, you could definitely revisit sometime, but I do feel like it, it's a coincidence, it seems to be. But he, they're on the same road, going yeah. in opposite directions. Yeah. And they're not that far apart. They're around the bend, and right. he says that, and he's whistling it. So he's receiving, I think, like, Cooper's receiving things, and he was giving him that weird stink eye before. Right. And this scene is, like, my favorite scene because Leland, like, um, he gets pulled over by Cooper and Harry yeah, for driving reckless. Recklessly, but he's also like, he wants to show Cooper his golf club. And I'm like, well, wouldn't Cooper walk back there with you and you would open it and you would see a body? Because there's a body in there? A hand. You he see really is trying to see how much he can get away with. Yeah. yeah. And then when he pulls the golf club out, Cooper, uh, uh, Henry is like, hey, Coop, something's up. And. Cooper kind of turns away, and it almost looks like Leland's going to bash him in the back of the head with a club. Definitely, yep. And then Cooper's like, okay, uh, some other time, and he walks away. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that was a cool scene. Because you had that moment of Cooper could have saw what was in the bag, and would Leland have taken that shot to hit him in the back of the head? So that was kind of cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it just it makes me think that, the right. Danger. There's yeah, danger in yeah, there, yeah. you know? I mean, it would be stupid because then Harry would just pull a gun and it'd be all over it and stuff, right? But it's right. Yeah. It's that sense of that, like, he's reckless in yeah, some ways. Yeah, and he's, he's reckless re- in the car, but he's also reckless. Like, I can kill anybody. It doesn't matter. But So I want to I give you some unseen Twin Peaks. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> right, right around here, right here. So, you know, scripts are done weeks, you know, months sometimes before uh, something is shot. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that's how it is in in, in, in doing this. So to keep the, to, they want to keep the killer a secret still. So they, you know, they, the script does not have Leland in the car doing all this. Really, even it though has, they've it already, a, it has another, it has another character who's driving. Is it Andy? And, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed is driving reckless. He's showing Cooper his clubs. And he's adjusting the car mirror and seeing Bob. 
and stuff like that. So, so they it, were having big ends. So this is the first draft of this script. So they, I think in case they got leaked, uh, people would see that, oh, it was Big Ed doing this weird stuff. But it's kind of funny to think of Big Ed, Nadine, he left Nadine at home, and he's just like driving crazy <laughs> and stuff. And, Nadine, I got to leave you. You're crazy. I got to go be crazy by myself. Oh, man. But it's, yeah, so it's kind of fun to think that like how they have to tweak scripts I mean, yeah. and they know, of course, by that time, what what who's doing the dialogue and stuff. But. Yeah, but because, like you're saying, if nothing, if this was all scripted before anybody saw it, they would have to definitely change change. I it mean, up. probably in like the third draft of the script, you know, it, we're close enough now to film it that we can get we can probably let the actors see it or something. Yeah. Or maybe they, they Leland's. I mean, uh, Ray Wise, who plays Leland, is reading the script and he knows Big Ed means for him. I mean, yeah, read that. But yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I, yeah, it'd be weird to see Big Ed do that. <laughs> um, and Leland, yeah, I got that so, in my notes. So Leland talks about a, a dairy. I heard Ben. <laughs> a diary. Was, diary. But he's trying to be like, he's trying to play it off dumb. It's like, I'm going to let you connect the dots. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, yeah. Uh, uh, and he goes, he goes, a diary? That's it. Yeah, that yeah, must goes, be it. Well, that must be it. I'm, I I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I, and yeah, I'm stupid, but yeah, he he's. I do like that. So so he asked Cooper, "Do you play golf?" And and, and Cooper seems to really like golf. And the yeah. interesting thing is, the writer Scott Frost played golf, and Mark Frost, you know, co-creator of the show, plays golf, and he's written several books on it. And the books oh, really? have been uh, based uh, that have come out. Uh, I've made movies out of that and stuff, but it's interesting to see these people who are involved with this do like golf. <laughs> and Twin they... Peaks on golf. Yeah. They can do a Twin Peaks on golf. And you see the hand and the plastic and hair. Right. And it's like it's like two feet away from Cooper Cooper's head. You yeah. know, like Cooper's eyeballs could see that from where he was standing. Right. But he just and, ignores and, and he it. He thinks he yeah, he's like, Oh, I'm I'm bulletproof. But you know what? Remember you were saying just not that long ago. This is the first time we're ahead of Cooper, but Cooper is always his instincts and he knows things. Right. I kind of feel like Cooper has his instincts on this, but he's ignoring them. Hmm. He he gave Leland the weird look when he walked away and he, he thought something was up. And then this scene, he was whistling in the driver's ed thing. Hmm. And I kind of feel like Cooper has these signs that he normally gets, but because it's Leland, he's totally ignoring them. Yeah. Do you feel like I get that impression? I also think, yeah, I totally think that, and I, I kind of think, I mean, this, this is all. The second season's always been about the supernatural, mm. and it's not about like the physical, like, like, like most shows, CSI. You'd be like, well, the DNA will prove that this yeah. is the killer, and I think Truman and and the officers still want to basically say, okay, we've got the diary, we've got some kind of proof that Ben Horn's doing it, but you, you kind of need. Uh, Cooper to go into his supernatural mode to be able to figure out this case. You can't depend on, yeah. on regular investigation to do that. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that was creepy. So we, we, you know, that near the end of that scene, uh, Leland looks in the rear, rear uh, looks in the mirror, and that he says sees Bob. What's kind of creepy about that is we're seeing Bob in the daylight. A lot of times we might see him at night, or we'll see him in, in, the, house. in the house where we don't know what it looks out outside. But to be out like in broad daylight outside, and you're looking in the mirror, and there's it's he is. And, so, and that's cause most horror movies they don't do that. They're like, okay, if you're, if you're gonna have a bad villain, it's got to be nighttime to you know do that. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, and. We got a lot of outside shots this time around, you know, yeah. doing different things outside of being confined to a, a like the lodge or something. Right. Um, I, I wrote down what hard evidence. I guess I'm still not convinced they can they can convict Ben Horn on a murder because there's no hard evidence. It's just hearsay. And then we had a side between Lucy and Gwen. Them talking about his sperm. And it's kind of just silly stuff. It's yes, silly banter. Yeah. And they're both like, shut up. Because she just is very nosy. Yes. And she's like, all men say that. Right. Ah, and know. this is Lucy, but it's like, it's like. Lucy turned to 11. Yeah. yeah. Turned to 11. It's like, it's like, oh, this is just too much. Yeah, it's too much. And poor Andy's got to deal with two of them. He's just <laughs> like, oh, God. So basically. Lucy has to confess to Andy that she had sex with Dick, but that I'm sure that will happen later on. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, so they bring in the one-armed man, Mike, to uh, uh-huh. to sniff on Ben. And do you want we can play some more audio here of this? Yeah, and we can yeah. talk about this, but. 
Now remember, he was he he, he had gone crazy when he was in the He's Great Northern gross. over Ben. Bob is not here now. Sheriff, isn't there something that you'd like to share with us? Oh, great. And would you tell this guy to stop staring at me like I'm a dog biscuit? Bob has been very close. <sighs> Who's Bob? I don't know Bob. Do we know a Bob? So your theory was right that, you know, because he hung around Ben Horn, it was kind of on him. Like an aura or something like yeah. that. So he kind of, he, he was probably the closest person that was, that. yeah, yeah so... And that, but Truman is is frustrated by this whole thing, and I don't think he wants to hear what Mike has to say. And he says, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm yes. gonna charge you with murder." But they have to. Um, he's charging him, but he can, they can only hold him for 24 to maybe 48 hours without any evidence, or right? They have I nothing. Think so yeah, they say you can only have him for this long because you have no evidence, right? And they but then they did take the blood sample, so maybe they can get. The, I don't know. Can they get the things back into probably, probably not. Probably not. not. I don't know. Peaks. Right. Well, Diane does get his ear his earplugs in like less than a day, so right. maybe, maybe blood could happen. And Diane they, could do it. Right. And then Cooper pulls uh, Truman outside and says, "Hey, you know, I don't think he did it." And I think but at this point Truman is just fed up. Like yes. he's just. He's had enough of this giants. Is a, yeah, and, this is the first time you actually hear him like toughen right. up a little bit. Usually he's just like, like kind of laid back, but yeah. like he's putting his foot down for right. once. This is like the first time. Yeah. So it's been like three weeks where he's he's followed Cooper to whatever Cooper wanted to do, and I think he feels like we're close enough. This seems like the the right person. I'm not going to follow it anymore. And at the same time, Cooper is really cool in some ways. Like it's funny when Cooper first comes to Twin Peaks, he kind of says, "Hey, uh, let me stop you for a minute, Harry. Uh, you know, tr- uh, Sheriff Truman. You know, when when the eight, when when the FBI comes in." Uh, we we take charge, and I know you might have a problem with that, but I hope we can understand. I don't know if you remember that. Yep, yeah, so, way in the so it's kind of interesting that we we start off that way, and now here we are. Basically, Harry is upset, and Cooper's like he backs off. Hey, this is your your neck of the woods. You do things your way. I'll back off yep, and stuff. Yep. But it's interesting to see that where you know he first came in saying, "Hey, I've had problem with the law before. I want you to know I'm in charge." Yeah. And he, he he feels that. I think it's because he's become friends with Harry that he kind of feels like you know what I'm. Willing to, I'm willing to let you go your way and and I'll do my own thing and yep. see what happens. Yeah, but. I think you're right. I mean, I think everybody at this point is just, you know, frustrated. Um, the next scene, we don't learn much other what I already talked about, about how... Norma and her mom and her, her, the husband and Hank and... Husband and Hank were in jail together. And I kind of feel like Hank, he got all cocky and he's just like, let's have a toast. I kind of feel like Hank wants to... Might be another blackmail scheme because right. he knows he's trying to scheme money out of her, his new wife. Um, it seems like everybody wants to blackmail somebody. So. Yeah, and then the next scene, Cooper is back. Talk- in, in, Diane, Diane again. I think that was this twice in one episode. He actually talks to Diane. It's like he's making know, up for the lost, lost time. time. Yeah, and he's he's not wearing a shirt, and he and you see that he still has the bandage on from being shot, and then he gets a knock at the door. And I'm sure he's like, oh, I better be careful because I got shot the last time I answered the door. Let me put this bulletproof vest, I mean, shirt on. Yeah, in the original script, uh, he leaves the shirt off. And in the whole scene, he has the shirt off and talking to Audrey. And I don't know. know. (laughs) Ryan's making a face right now. It was supposed to be romantic. And Audrey was like, oh. I don't know. (laughs) I know. See, she's 18. Oh, she's 18. I know. So he puts a shirt on, but she still notices that she, he got shot. and Yeah. And I think she's trying to follow up to see what's going to happen to her dad. Um, oh, yeah. I talked about, sorry for the moment of silence there. Yeah. Oh. Well, you, you didn't speak, so I thought I'd... I, st- I, I actually didn't take any more notes. Um, what do you think? What I think doesn't really matter right now. What I think doesn't matter. So he doesn't believe what Truman thinks. Only in part. Because I think he's ignoring his intuition. Right. I think he's letting. I think he's letting his friendship and the people around him cloud his his vision. vision. Yeah. Yeah. Sure that he does. It's a shame to me. So you know what? I'm going to actually go your way. You've always said that in a way Andre looked at Cooper as a father figure. And the way she seems to be having this conversation where 
you know, she kind of looks up to Cooper to be that father figure, but she still kind of wants her father to be a father, a father, and yeah. she says, "Oh, he's ashamed of me, and he never really loves me." And she has daddy issues, so she, I mean, she has daddy issues. So she's young; she will look up towards older men. And maybe, maybe at one point she did like Cooper in a sexual way, but I kind of feel like at this point. She's matured a lot since One Eye Jacks. I mean, yeah. she definitely isn't. She isn't, uh, you know, going up. She isn't um, saying, "Oh, my my best friend got murdered," and being silly. She's not poking pencils uh, exactly. with cups and stuff. She has matured a lot just by having to see what she's seen. She saw, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I kind of feel like she looks up to Cooper maybe in a father way. But I understand in the beginning it was more. She's she has these issues with her dad, so she's acting out, and she. You know, um, but I kind of feel like she realized, you know. Yeah. I, you're right. I think that, that whole thing kind of brought her down. She's not acting weird. In yeah. the beginning, she's always causing trouble. Right. You know, she's like a little rebel. I love that. I mean, I love that part <laughs> of her and stuff. But so we're, we're nearing the end of this episode. This is oh, such a good part. Yeah. And um, We get to see um, Maddie. Maddie wrapped in, in plastic. plastic. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think it's right near the falls, the waterfall and stuff. Maddie? The funny thing is, is that um, so the one armed man when they found him again when he escaped when he was an owl, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> when he escaped out the window, he went to the waterfall, and so I do mm. think he was trying to track Bob, and yes. it was you know it's still I mean, Bob was going there, right? So he actually if if they would just let Mike do his job, they would have found. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't put those two things together. And that's where it ends. The face of Maddie dead, aka Laura Palmer. Right, and I and so <laughs> right. The funny thing is, you know, I, we talked about the last episode in the script. Cooper says um, the the killer's killed again, or something like that. But yeah. it's clear in this episode, Cooper had no idea that that Maddie had gotten murdered and stuff. So this whole episode, he doesn't know until we get to the end of the episode. I mean, I think yeah. he was he. I think that was another reason why he was kind of like off this episode. He 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 saw the giant. But he didn't know what it meant. meant. Like he didn't know like it's happening again, and mm-hmm. he didn't know why the waiter was saying I'm so sorry. And he I, he just felt like something was something was going on. The like whole he, you're right. The whole episode he seems off. Like right. I, and I think because he's off, he's missing these cues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's trying to figure out what the giant was trying to say, and he's trying to say, well, I don't really feel like it's Ben, but I don't know who it is. So and, the mystery is clouding his vision. Maybe not his friendships, but I think the fact that he's kind of lost about what to do yeah he's missing his right. normal cues that would yeah he would have been like he would have been like some up leland um you know everything with the car scene so right. yeah I, it's yeah. funny that you think that the giant would have helped him to be like hey it's happening again get on get you know get on with it and, and figure this out and if anything it just seems to throw him off more for whatever reason but yeah it's it's but a great the, episode. But I the mean, giant never tell, never came, you know, like he never got clues prior to the murder. It was always after. Like well, Laura I mean, was after. Well, when the giant gave him three or four clues at the beginning of the season premiere, he talks about like the true. smiling bag. I mean, you're right though. The smiling bag was still Jock was dead already. Yeah. And he yeah. talks, I mean, he talks about the owls are not what they seem, whichever the heck whatever that, that means. means. Yeah. And um, what was, how did I miss one? Uh, he points without yeah without chemicals. chemicals he points and stuff like that yeah. so I mean he there's breadcrumbs going trying to lead you to figure out who killed Laura maybe Palmer, the giant but. was just saying you're in the wrong place but Cooper couldn't figure that out like he I just, mean I think he's trying to say that you know things are, you, you're not going to be able to stop this it's happening again yeah. and and you know yeah yeah you have to figure it out but I guess you can't stop it if it was going to happen it was going to happen right yeah. So yeah, I mean it was a good episode. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean it was yeah. I mean I love being able to see the kind of from the perspective of the killer. Like we get we get an episode yeah, where we yeah. say, Okay <laughs> he's he's pretty cunning. Like I mean like could it would be interesting to kinda of go back through all the all the last uh Fifteen episodes, fourteen episodes, and see Leland and say, was Leland always just kind of like, oh, he's crying as he's dancing? Did he, when nobody was looking, when they dragged him out of, out of, of of a room, did he start laughing about it? Like, was he was he you know? Yeah, like, but, um, yeah. I I. But you my, like, yeah. my theory is when his hair went white. Okay. He was fully possessed by Bob. Yeah. <laughs> and what was going on? But then, but then, the, do you think he was possessed by Bob when he killed his daughter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, it was kind of going back and forth. And yeah, yeah, I think Leland comes out when he was crying. Yeah. And very sad. 
I think it really was Leland because he doesn't know who killed his daughter. Mm-hmm. It was him, but he didn't know it. And if this possession has had him for 40 years, I'm sure it's in and out. But I think maybe, A, it could be the white hair. After right. the white hair, Bob fully took over. And we're just realizing it now. Or B, Bob came back into him w- right before Maddie and now hasn't left him. Hmm. But I like the hair theory, personally, because nobody explains why his hair just went plat. Like, he just went white. Right. You know? I don't know. It might, That's yeah, my theory, it might come up. It might come up soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it'll be the best explanation. I like your explanation. I like yeah. your theory about it. There. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of, but yeah. I, I like it because it can be interpreted so many ways. There's right. no real right answer. So. Yeah. So I think we're skipping a message of the uh, the uh, sheriff hotline. Uh, that that, Last that week, yeah. yeah we skip it. we're just gonna skip it if you want to hear it you know it's on the blu-ray it's also available i think on i'm trying to remember if it's the gold box it, i don't think you'll find it on, but you'll find it on other dvd twin peak sets and stuff like that but we're gonna end with uh message seven of uh of the, the sheriff hotline and i've gone over it before where the show was on saturdays the next day at 5 a.m <laughs> i think it was 5 a.m i said that you could call this 1-900 phone number yeah and they would t- basically just do a recap of the episode we just heard we just watched or if you missed it you get to get a recap and stuff but then you pay two dollars <laughs> for a, one minute and then another additional wow, dollar three dollars three dollars it's so crazy and stuff and that's why i didn't do it every week and i realized it was recaps it's like well i've been watching the show i don't need to i mean yeah i don't know but you didn't know i didn't know but i do I mean, some the banter is kind of cute between uh lucy and andy, andy but for the, and I, the but not man. for the money the mystery yeah. man the mystery man i remember when we were talking about this before and i thought he was kind of cooler than he was i thought he was like a deep throat but now listening to this again i was like oh this guy is not that great i mean it's like not- they just found a guy off the road they're like hey can you do these lines oh, man and I guess anything else before you... No, I think that's it for this episode. Like us on Facebook, Twin no. Peaks Unwrapped. Uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, and follow us on Twitter, Twin Peaks Unwrap, and TwinPeaksUnwrapped.com. Yeah. Did we miss anything? We did iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, and iTunes, leave us a comment and rate us, and hopefully one day we can be in the top 50. That would be awesome. That's a great goal. I'm shooting for it. And also... I have to say, oh, my friends Jay and Sarah, Sarah, who's the one who wrote a nice review on iTunes, they are both watching each episode with us. For the first time? No. Okay. For the second time. But they haven't watched, uh, Sarah has not seen the Fire Walk With Me movie yet. And so she understands that she has to watch waiting. the series first? Yes. Okay. So they're actually following along with us. Wow. So I'm just, that's really cool. Would they ever want to be on the show, you think? Or, maybe. I maybe. Know, we always talk to them yeah. sometime. If yeah, they, yeah. If they would want to just, because it's always cool to hear other perspectives, especially like yeah. friends and stuff. So hey, we could always talk to them Yeah, about so it, they're, so. and they, they um, listen to us every week. Cool. So a nice little shout out well, to Well, thanks them. for listening. Yeah, yeah. And so, thank you guys for, I mean, we have a great community. I mean, oh on Twitter God. and on Facebook. I mean, it's so, it's so cool. I mean, I just love talking with everybody and, and hearing about what they think of Twin Peaks. Yeah, and, and all the all the news coming out yeah. with the new series. And, like, every, like, yeah, our Twitter is just getting bigger and bigger. And we're getting a lot more hits. And thank you for passing the, the word yeah. on of the show. Yeah, I, th- I feel like every week we're definitely getting more and more yeah. people who are who are downloading or streaming our our, our show. So yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So we'll end this. So next week is a big episode. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be an episode. I think we're gonna we're we're gonna, we're gonna yeah we might get closer to the conclusion of uh, of Laura Palmer mystery in some ways. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And we're gonna have Joel back on. You know, Joel Baco will be on in two weeks. We will have yes. him. It'll be it'll, so the episode will be focused on basically the killer. So yep. I mean, and I think the way I look at it is it's it's gonna be less of an interview with him, more of a discussion in general. So it'll be interesting with a phone call how that will go. But I'm hoping that we can kind of have a yeah. banter discussion. It'll be almost like he'll be like the third uh our third host or something but yeah. we can kind of uh, all discuss the the, the killer and i'm stuff. excited so, i'm fun yeah it'll be yeah good. uh we like 
I can't wait because I can be part of the conversation now that I know the killer. Yep. You know, I know. Before, I couldn't be part of the conversation. It's so, with it's been, I know. It's been so hard for so long. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk to you about this. And, 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 and that's why I'm, in that episode, I, the, the, the reflection on the killer, it'd be fun to go back to these other episodes and things I, I couldn't say. I yeah, couldn't say, yeah, like, yeah. oh, you know, like you, you'll ask questions about, like, oh, what do you think about that? It's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're, I mean, well, we're not going to get into it now because we're yeah. the end of the show. But yeah. your whole thing about, like, oh, I've heard the guy with the mask is also the killer. And, and yeah, and now we can maybe discuss this a bit more. But was like, it? Maybe. <laughs> Because that would make we'll total say, sense yeah, now. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. I want to get into it in that episode. We'll talk about All right, it. All so, right, cool. Cool. All right. Thank we'll you very back. much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Hello, Central Station. Lucy speaking. Oh, hi. As you probably already guessed, I'm back from my sister Gwen's in Tacoma, which is really a relief, except that she came with me. Boy, I thought I had problems. Did you ever wonder, after spending time with your family... They picked up the wrong baby from the hospital when you were born, and you really belong to some nice couple somewhere with a golden retriever. Lucy, I have some news that Harry and Agent Cooper wanted me to tell the caller. Well, when I walked into the station last week, I saw Lucy holding a baby, and I thought maybe she had hers early, only it would have been eight months early, so I passed out and hit my head. That's when you met my sister. The human loudspeaker. Can you say you had news for the caller? Oh, yeah, I got it here somewhere. The one-armed man escaped for a while, then we caught him again. Only I think it was Mike we caught because there are two of them. Then Sheriff Truman charged Ben Horn with the murder of Laura Palmer. Uh, Andy, sweetie. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Our old friend Catherine Martell sent a nice little message to Ben Horn in jail about the night they spent together the night Laura was murdered. She wants her mill back, or Ben can rot in jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> of course, there's a good chance of that anyway, with Jerry representing him. Speaking of Ben, that uh, resourceful young man, Bobby Briggs, found a tape recording Leo made of Ben and Leo planning to burn down the mill. I'm sure he's going to put it to great use. I think he has a very promising future. Hank Jennings uh, finally showed up to work. 48 hours late, just in time to meet an old friend of his from prison, his new father-in-law, Bernie Niles, who might just be taking Norma's mother for a nice long ride. I love this town. My kind of people. Andy, are you all right now? Do you want me to tell them? No. I'll do it. It's a policeman's job. What Andy is trying to tell you is that we had another murder in town. Maddie, Laura's cousin, is dead. Andy? They found her by the falls. I feel just terrible. <laughs> Me too. I'll be back next Sunday with more terrible news. <laughs> this is Lucy. Bye.